welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your host today, Coach K, and I am here with almost a full group. Uh, Fresh will not be here today after all that noise he talked last week and all that excessive talk that he did. Um, now he's not here this week, um, and he's going to hear that and get mad, but he'll be okay. <laughs> Mr. Fresh, um, hope you are having a good um, time. Uh, he's actually um, juicing right now, um, not in the negative sense of the word, but in the positive sense. So shout out to Mad Harvest. For those of you that are out in South Florida, please check out Mad Harvest, M-A-A-D, Harvest uh, and get your fresh juices that are good for you and provide all types of nutrients and, and, and things like that, minerals for your body. Fellas, everybody good? Yeah, man. Oh, good. Good, man. Okay, BJ, yeah. you confused me because you 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 non-verbally shook your head no. <laughs> like, one of the things like, even if you're not, you are. So let's just... Right. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> even when you're not, you are. You got to be. So you just... He's like, yeah, no, yeah, I am. Okay, well, listen, listen, listen. That, that's 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 not okay. Um, if we're not okay, we need to start just saying that we're not and let things land where they may, as opposed to uh, putting up that uh, that shield, that front for everybody. We got to do better. We got to do better. You're right. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard to uh, to not just get in the mindset of, you know, doing what we've been we've been accustomed to do or trained to do over all these years. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, sir. You know, you missed last week um, at, at, as always, you know, when you're not here, we always do one that you wish you could have been a part of. Of course. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, but, but it's okay. I had the first half. So it's cool. You, yeah. You had the first half of that one. So, so actually you were good on that one. Yes. yes. So as promised today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you listened last week, I actually said, that we were going to get into generational pressure. And I realize it's not actually generational pressure I want to get into. It's more like periodic pressure. But before I get into it, I want to ask the fellas, I want to ask you guys a question. How much pressure do you all feel to be not just successful, but exceptional in your day-to-day dealings? Or in your existence, even large amounts of pressure. Large amounts. Mm-hmm. You know what? I I don't anymore. I don't even care. Um, I I kind of went to a point where <laughs> whatever. Um, everyone always says, and it's kind of like weird because it's always that oh, you can do this, or you should be this, or you can do this, or you know, you have the ability to do this. And you know what? Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I'm happy. I'm, could I do more? Yes. Do I want more? Yes. Do I feel pressure to grow more? No. Um, and I guess in, in my ear, so many ways you should apply for this. You should do this. You should go on for this process. And it's always opportunities out there. Um, but I've realized that I need to find what's more important to me. And that's the ability to me being here today, home with them, putting mm-hmm. the boys to sleep. Um, and it'll change later on, but I don't think I'll ever regret saying that, I didn't move up my ladder because I spent time with my kids. 
That's the different point, though. Feeling the pressure and reacting to the pressure. Feeling the pressure, that was my answer was quick, yes. <laughs> I don't react to all the pressure anymore like I used to, though. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Okay. And, 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 and I want to expand on it, right, Brett? I, I, I want you to jump in and answer, but I want to expand on it. I don't want you guys to think in any particular lane. Like, don't think about it from a, from a work profession standpoint. Um, just overall, like, like, like your whole body of work. So I, one, I, I commend art because I think you articulated my feelings in a much greater fashion than I could have ever said it. I probably would have like bombed that and had it so um, unpolitically correct. It would have been <laughs> like a disaster. So I appreciate that. Um, I think the pressure, it's not so much external anymore. Um, I think for a time for me, it was a lot of external pressure to meet other people's expectations and you know, you got to be the best because of your perception, your your outward perception. And I think that that becomes stressful. Um, now, it's more internal pressure. So, Curl, you tried to, you, I'm not tried to, but you framed it. Well, you opened the frame, not just professional, not just holistically. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you open the frame up, I think that, yeah, I feel a little internal pressure but it's not like super stressful it does it get frustrating at times yes bj highlighted you know like this was one of those days where you know it's like man i gotta go through all of this to get to the end of the day or whatever um mm -hmm. but you go through it knowing that you're gonna get to the end of the day like there's light at the end of the tunnel um when it comes to like being successful for like my family and everything it's, it's a little bit it looks different and so that, and, and I don't have like my parents pressuring me to do X, Y, Z or my in-laws pressuring me to do X, Y, Z. So it's all internal and I can control that. So I can feel how art masterfully articulated the stress-free, I'm gonna do what I know I can do and what I can't do, it'll be fine because it'll get done because I know my limitations and capabilities. Okay, good, good. I, I'm glad you answered that way because I was trying to get a gauge for where we are in a timeline. And this timeline that I'm speaking about is for a long period of time, 400 years plus, we were looked at as subhuman. We were not human. We were sub, we were less than human. So in order for us now to counteract that narrative, and at some point, I don't know what generation it will be, but in order for us to get to a point to where we now reach a human level, cumulatively, there's a period of time in which we have felt the pressure and been forced to react in a superhuman type of way. Yeah. Because when you go less than human, now you got to go, we're going to go to the opposite extreme of superhuman, uh, right? And there's going to be certain pressures and stresses that that puts on us, but we put it on ourselves because we want, and I, I'm sure our parents before us did, wanted their kids to just have the ability to just be human. Yeah. 
No, a hundred percent. I think personally, I have to, I've finally hitting 42, almost 43 in a couple of months. The ability to be like, to just say, no, I don't want to go. Like, and not feel like I have to do something or I have to be a part of that activity or that, whatever it may be, because it's the thing to do or, you know, because someone might think a certain way. Um, no. And I think to your point where it comes from conditioning over mm-hmm. all these years that, you know, if you are average, then you are considered lazy. Um, if you do what, what it is, but we've been proving that point many times over that it doesn't matter what you think exception is or how hard you work for it may be it's purely in the hands of someone else um and i'll tie it back into a review um your reviews most people have gotten their performance reviews just about this time now or maybe just passed it so forth and you were like i meet i i exceed expectation i've done more than any other person in this field you all say that daily and then you get the review and it says meets and you're like, well, if this, if that was meat, and if my overexertion or my level of work that everyone says is exceptional is a meat because the standard across the board was everyone got a meat in 2022, then I will show you what a meat is. So, yeah. like I said, this is not the year for for any kind of. I I am a positive person but also realistic that Mm -hmm. i will give you exactly what you asked for i think right when you when you look at that that means that that period of time has started to where we realize that hey we're going above and beyond and we're not getting a equal return on investment for being above and beyond Mm -hmm. That's one part. Now that more people are saying that pressure is there, but I'm not acknowledging it, that now changes the narrative because believe it or not, there are actually studies out there. A lot of them were in 2014 and some of them just go back historically without any actual study or data behind it. But there are a lot of studies out there to where Black people, both male and female, were thought of to be these mythical superhuman beings, uh, one, because of obviously slavery and the things that we dealt with that nobody will ever admit to, but it created this perception of, man, if they survived that through all that we did, they must be superhuman, right? Uh, These studies actually show that when Uh, they put images of Black people, like if they flashed them, right? And they flashed a white person and they gave um, certain adjectives like strong, um, resilient. More often than not, the strong and resilient went toward the Black images as opposed to the white images. So there's a part there that because of be going above and beyond because of the achieving more or not achieving more, but doing more with no return, it now created a narrative that we are these things. Hmm. And one of the cases where this came up was the Michael Brown case, where the officer said that 
when I tried to restrain him, it almost felt like I was battling a super, uh, a super hero because of how strong he was. It also came up again in George Floyd where they were just like, oh, well, because of how big he was. Mm -hmm. And that's also documented where for black people, we always seem to be so much bigger than everybody else, even if that's not the case, but the perception is that. So it's very interesting because, you know, once things get pushed out that much, what then in turn happens is it starts to creep into our own communities. And when we talk about like the last two weeks, we've talked about love, but now you look at expectation and it has that super human expectation become the norm. So I think it's, um, excuse me, it's two ways you can take this conversation, especially a superhuman piece, uh, because I absolutely believe we are superhuman, uh, uh, supernatural beings. You just got to tap into it spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once you tap into that spiritually, then you start to see those superhuman gains. Um, now, the other piece to it of just, um, as you spoke into like the 400 years and everything that we've gone through as a people that has basically created the diamond out of gold. I think that we still have that. Um, I mean, diamond out of coal, gold. not gold. Right. <laughs> I, I got you. I knew what you meant. Yeah, we I all was was, I wasn't going to call it out. I was going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'm an alchemist over here. All right. I'm let's, practicing. Let's rock, let's, let's rock with that. Okay. Um, but we, we still have that um, because, you know, on a, well, maybe not for everyone everywhere, but it's still the case where you have to, you know, be or exceed expectations to sort of see progress. But I think once you get to a point where you understand that naturally you can exceed expectations and not do it for somebody else's um, like approval or benefit and mm-hmm. you do it for your own or your community, then it becomes, I guess, less you know stressful or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I see happens in some cases, or I even feel, um, as we said um, last week and the week before, when you take sometimes that position of, you know what, I'm not going to subscribe to the uh, thoughts of others, the limiting beliefs of others, all of a sudden you're labeled selfish. <laughs> Yeah, And how, how do you now deal with that? I'm sure that you all have at some point been accused of being selfish because you've put yourself first. I get that all the time. I, I get the only <laughs> child thing. So I, uh, it is what it is. It's <laughs> I, I contact. Heard, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where because I don't do it often, when it does happen, then something must be wrong. Mm. Not necessarily wrong, I'm tired. I don't, I'm physically, mentally can't deal with it no more. And I, I just have to take it in. We're still good. Just know it's, it's about me now. Everybody always says you gotta put you first, put you first, put you first, think about it. But when you do it, it's like, well, what's wrong? Why are you different now? Right. I, and then, isn't that what you just told me? Like, I should like, put me first. 
now I have to now I have to subscribe to how you feel I should be as well. Like, there's no balance there. And who's really the selfish one at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about a person? Like, if we use BJ as an example, always going out of his way for the next man, and I don't mean man, like man, woman, whoever, um, to be able to take a step back and do whatever he may have to do for himself or his own quote-unquote selfish reasons, when that becomes a problem for the next person, for whatever reason, whether that emergency is yours or not, it's like you got to, at some point, you got to look at look in, look in the mirror, you know? So let me ask y'all, and, and Brett, you kind of got to where I was going to go anyway. Um, are we actually super beings, right? Which I'm with you. I, I believe that we are. Um, I do believe our abilities have been stripped down, dumbed down, suppressed. Definitely and, out of fear. Well, say, okay, go ahead. Out of fear. Um, which which is which is right, which is definitely on point for that for for where we are now. And I saw a I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up because I always mess up someone else's quotes, whatever. Um, but you get the gist of the idea. Um, Steve Harvey did a little thing on TikTok I saw, and he talked about how um a cricket has a 35-inch vertical, I think. Flea. Flea, thank you. 35-inch vertical. Um, and they put it in a in a jar. And he had said a couple of times, so many times he he adjusted his himself so he wouldn't hit it anymore. His children were born, their children were born in that same thing. Now they immediately were told and adjusted to not be able to jump past that lid there. So as generations have come forth for us, we've been told so much. And I think we are in a pivot point now. We're returning that 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 we're opening a jar up and saying, no, you can jump past this. But it's going to take time to untrain and uneducate the limitations of where we can go. Um, so that superhero power that you're speaking of is being unlocked, but it's going to take generations to see the full potential of it. It's happening now. You're seeing you know, people run faster, but you're not seeing the, human sp- the, the, the overhuman speed of fast because it's like, well, could I do it? I'll give it my all until somebody tells me no. But then you realize that you can do that. So now I say, oh, cool. Well, I'll tell someone else now. And that how, that's how for us it's, it's coming. And we're seeing that in all the, you know, the CEOs, the, the big moving forward, people leading the packs on so many things that we're having. Um, those examples also get quickly shot down. Um, so as fast as they're going up, there are people who are trying to pull down that thought process to keep that, that hold on the ability of unlocking that potential we have. BJ, you want to say something? I know you mentioned fear. I didn't know if you had something else you wanted to add. It's, it's fear comes from the thought of losing control, right? And when I say control, I mean calling the narrative, calling the shots, and and power. We come to power. So with the fear, where does it come from? Where it stems from is that internal thing of we're gonna lose a stronghold. We're gonna lose whatever sense of power that we have, control that we have. I, I, it's, it's hard to put in words. I, again, 
give the, the thought clear out, clearly out. But when you think about all the things that are going on in politics to keep people's voting rights down, things that are going on in legislative, like the state of Florida right now, like I know I live here and I like it, but these fools are crazy with all this legislation that's being passed. And you see slowly but surely the groups that they're scared of is the power they're stripping away slowly but surely. Like this man wants to, and I'm not sure how he's gonna get it through, but the um, house has already denied his request to redistrict, which is gonna cut out two black congressional seats at the state. Wow. House is told, no, he's trying to find a way to push it through to automatically do that. Like, why would it need, if we're in a, in the freest country in the world, right? To show democracy, to have voice there, there to have voice at many different levels and a voice of the people, why do you need to cut the voice out if you're not scared of the voice that's coming at you? Why are you, why are you trying to pipe down the folks that are talking about, well, I'm not even gonna use the, the three letter word we've been talking about before because it's not that those three letters. Why are you trying to pipe down blocking history being told, mm-hmm. right? And being shared, unless you're scared of the truth is out there. Nobody's trying to make anybody feel bad. Like it's honoring, this is what happened. If you're gonna tell the truth, tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So that fear, the fear that I'm thinking about, it plays out on so many different levels that when you think, even even within our own communities, right? When you see different mm-hmm. people rising to power and then all of a sudden something happens within our own communities and we've talked about before, not rallying behind a person and supporting a person um, to make sure that the message, the, the messenger is protected versus letting the rest of society tear it down. Um, we talked about when um, Black Lives Matter was the forefront and the voice of the newest generation, the most political, um, politically active generation right now, right? Like, why didn't the other organizations back them that have been around? Why didn't they back? With their backing, all the other mess that went on from outside organizations could not have, should not have happened or would not have been taken so far. Like, there's different things, but control and power in different places, different levels, whether it's in our own community or outside in that fear of power, instead of saying we must progress as a whole, that fear of power in those pockets are what's driving it. And sometimes it's the minority that has the most power, that has the most fear, but it's getting the most done. You know, it's funny that you say that because in the last couple of weeks, I've seen more social media posts, memes, whatever, uh, old videos of people saying they know exactly who we are, but we don't know who we are. Right. Hmm. I believe it. And it's the fear of the unknown and the fear of the known in that, in that, in that case for us, we're fearing it because we don't know. And we don't, you know, wow. What, what can we do? embrace it when you don't know. Is, is it something we, we, we don't understand? And then the fear of the known is why the narrative is what it is. We got to keep suppressing, keep suppressing. You don't want the more history that gets out, the more people are going to want to dig. And because we are in this free information age where you can make connections all over the world and maybe even get to libraries that in countries that you've never been to. Ah. Now, 
you got to keep saying, nope, 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 don't put this out. Don't, 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 don't put this out because you know it's going to create a hunger for more and people are going to keep going. Yeah. So my, my new thing, so just, yeah, no, and it's, it's, I haven't, I haven't been out in that much lately, but t-shirts, right? So I don't speak a lot of things, but my t-shirt, let my t-shirts go about that. So the newest one I got was when I found last, I saw a version of it and I found the one I like better. Um, if the book is worth banning, the book is worth reading. Uh, so okay. when when I'm at different places and I'm at different things, it's like I can get my point across and people, so people read, I, I read other people's teachers all the time. I don't know about y'all, but I have a look at it like in a tasteful way, make sure I'm I'm looking the right way. I'll be totally honest with you. Make sure I'm not just staring at nobody because you never know what's gonna happen, right? But right. when you read shirts, like people understand where you stand, right? They understand what you mean and what what your values are, but it's sending messages. It's like almost like sending those subliminal messages out to people who just aren't thinking on that level mm-hmm. and think they need to just realize like what does that say? What does that mean? Yeah. And a prime example prime example is one I, I wear. I wear many different ones, but one I one I wear all the time is a product of Cincinnati Public Schools or a product of public schools. Nice. Not once has anybody. Has anybody ever asked me the meaning of that shirt? But let me throw on something where I have the uh, the one silly graphic tee with the uh, character. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. The, big, the small big kid from um, Goons, right? I got I get stopped for that one. My my schoolhouse rock t shirt. I get stopped for those every time I wear it. I get stopped by somebody out in public. Now, once have has anybody ever stopped asking me about why? Why did you say your product of? Uh, Product of public school, product of Cincinnati public school. Not one time in a couple years I've had those shirts. Because that shirt causes causes two two things: one, bitter; two, excitement and and success. And the person may be coming to you with thinking that do I want to get in the conversation? I took it as an immediate that's he's showing how successful he is. So it comes from the beholder, what they see and what they did in their in their you know, life, so forth. So here's a question. I, I totally agree. Here's a question. Does it make a difference that a black man is wearing that product of a public school t-shirt versus a white man? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when, when I say product of a public school, and that was, I'm proud, I'm proud of that fact. And the fact that I, I work for and fight for public, the public school system now, like I still believe in the public school system. I think we're jacked up and got a lot of work to do, but I still believe in it. Um, I'm a product of it and I will support it. Right. And in and, and all its glory and its faults, we got a lot of work to do. But the education system can be a way to help some of it, help, I guess, alleviate, help educate through the system yeah. to get people to the point of that self realization and self actualization. Right. But when I think about why that isn't that, the, when I say a product of public schools, they see a black man in that t shirt, like, does that, is that almost like a striking deal? Oh, he went to public school. He's a graduate public school. Like, what does that really mean? Or, That's a or, or it's another uh, testament to the fact that you went to the thing that they said was not going to help you be successful. And you came from that and you are successful. And here you are in their face showing off almost. Hey, I went to public school. I, I, I actually managed some Ivy Leaguers. I actually managed some private school kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody yeah. ever stopped to ask the question, 
the other the other one is um it says underneath the school to prison pipeline but the where prisoners crossed out it has ceo written over mm. nobody that's another one nobody has ever except a couple folks that are in education they say i love that shirt where you get it from right outside of that nobody wants to address that that teacher. that's that's breaking the system that, that's course. breaking the system. Mm-hmm. Brett, I want to come to you because I, I can tell that you're thinking and there's probably a couple of points you wanted to jump in on and, and you're waiting for your chance. They come and they go because, you know, it's, the question starts one way and then I'm ready and then we take it and then we take it and then we take it. Um, but the uh, so I want I, I wanted to get back to the original um, like premise of the question. Yeah. And that was. um it, it stemmed from, I guess, the acknowledgement of the like spiritual power mm-hmm. or whatnot that, that mm-hmm. we actually have a harness and why it kind of lies, I would say, dormant. Um, and I know we, we started off talking about fear, you know, known and unknown, which perfect, perfect um, statement. Um, but a lot of it, it doesn't like, it's like we're out of practice. Um, and it's, it's so hard to get back into practice when you don't have access to those like ethnic roots or where, where all of that comes from. Like the orthodox, your, your own orthodox nature, which we've been so convoluted and, you know, tainted and given, you know, an identity that is not true to begin with. And so, you know, you have to, you know, fight twice as hard just to combat that. And then when you get out of that, then it's like this new information that you have to kind of search for to come into to expand, you know, your mind and get back to grace, mm-hmm. um, as I like to call it, get back to that light. So I think it's um it's really important for us to have these types of conversations um, openly with, you know, our, our people, um, because the only way the only reason I am here right now is because of conversations that I've had with people and then questions. And, and it, you know, it's kind of, as you say, as you get access to more, you start to ask more questions. And I think that's, that's really where we are. I think it's a huge, we're in a huge transitioning point as art spoke about, and we got to continue to feed that to, to see the fruits of, of those, um, of that labor. Uh, I think I sent y'all, I've been sending y'all a lot of stuff lately. I don't even know if y'all, you know, engaging with most of it, but I sent y'all this uh, T.D. Jake sermon from last Sunday. I watched it. Okay. And when we talk about the spirituality piece and the, let's call it magic, right? The magic of our people, right? That, that at some point, the spirituality crosses over to where it's magical, right? Because of the connection and, and the source. Well, as they always say, or as he said, the first thing that people do in war is they put out propaganda, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, the people that um, whose spiritual bonds were so strong and their, their that bond was so strong that they could extend the coverage of it to others, propaganda was set out against them, right? These folks are evil. Like, how do they do these things? They it, it, they must be worshiping the devil or, you know, they, they, they this or they that. You know, you want to stay away from those folks. Those folks are trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to persecute those folks. So 
that started killing off the direct connection to those who either through practice or through oration could pass that on and share those bonds to us, right? And and that became the issue. Sonny! Hey. What's up, Sonny? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you, you know, you know, we, we, uh, we real fathers, like we, we take care of our kids and, you know, probably made a few cameos in the background. Yeah. 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 Look at Sonny. Oh, right. exactly. I love, so I love if, that if, next stage. Just, yep. If you, uh, <laughs> if you want to see the, uh, the latest addition to the, uh, the 13th floor kids crew, yes. uh, definitely pop onto the YouTube. Um, and you can see Sonny uh, in all his glory and Sonny, you should be asleep, but that's another story. <laughs> Right. I understand. (laughs) But yeah, so I think that that's kind of one of the things that we have to overcome now. And another reason, right? Suppress the history. Don't Mm -hmm. make people curious because of the history, because they'll keep going and going and going. And eventually they'll start uncovering all the nuggets that they thought would be buried forever. Mm. Um. So it's interesting. And, and I, you know, I thank y'all for going through this conversation because I was wondering and without going and just asking random people, I wanted to get a gauge for where we are because I don't know how long it's going to take for us to move from being thought of as the perception is superhuman to realizing that this was just our human capability. This was just what all of us could do um, in the past. And now when a couple of us can do it, we look superhuman or the residue of it that's still with us makes us come off as superhuman, but it's only the tip of the iceberg. Mm. I'm trying to think of the author right now, um, Coates. Um, Tenahisi, thank you, Tenashi. Thank you. I see, I see the, I see I the name, and I just get it out that quick. Um, I go back to his book, um, between between me and the world, mm-hmm. um, and I go back to him, the narration. I, and again, I, I did that one, even though I had not I did that one audio because I was in the car a lot during that time when it came out. Um, but I think the power of it was hearing his voice mm. and how he always went back to telling his son about they, they, they'll try to break you. They'll try to change the narrative. They'll try to teach you the story, that uh, their own story. You have to know yourself. And I, I think like Sonny was a great reminder right now that what is our role and responsibility right now with our seed? Because we are the ones that can start now. It may not, it may not happen with this full generation, yep. but we're planting the seeds now. All the lies that we had, all the things that, that we went through, all the, the situations we went through about being a black male in society, about being a leader, about being a father, about being a better brother, sister, son, whatever the, whatever the role is, about playing a role, finding your way in this world, about choosing your career or being happy. What is happiness? What is joy? What brings you joy? What what keeps you, what are your interests? All these things that a lot of us were, were not fed, right? We learned later on in life after we went through trials and tribulations of the of being fed the way that, again, our parents were told us that the way we would, they thought we would be successful. Again, which you can look back, it was a whole bunch of BS2, I think, in some ways to suppress because there was a lot of indication that the student loan debt, 
the the job market as that was not going to be where it needed to be but we're going to push all these color folks and i'm saying that loosely brown and black people into into the into college into jobs and not really want to promote them anyway like this stuff was thought out years ago this is nothing new isn't isn't being enacted right now but the thought and the premise was there a long time ago the system was set up a long time ago so when you think about what we're doing and how we're raising our kids the conversation we have with them um the kids that we see in the neighborhood and we hear things going on and are we stepping up to correct them when we hear something wrong i don't care what color they are it doesn't matter if we hear untruth are we stepping in and saying something or we doing something um are we showing the culture and doing stuff to those in our own families and outside these are all different things that are going to start to change. And I do believe we caught a glimpse of that during the past election. I'm going to go back to this. There were several white young kids that were shocked, disgusted about the actions of their parents and their grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. True colors, true colors really show. Now, was there a lot of action of that? Probably not in a lot of cases because honestly, if you're a teenager, even younger, maybe even in college, and you see this from your family, like there's some people take a stand that got ousted by their family or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think people start to see true colors and start to see they, they have to be the ones to make the change. Yeah. It may not happen right now with RC. It may not happen with, in our lifetime. But I think the, the, the stage is being set for that revolution to happen. And that revolution will be televised. Or, or, or it'll be on social media. Well, yeah. Right. That, when I say tell about it, it'll be, be socialized some, for sure. Revolution it'll, will be on fire stick. I guess y'all didn't catch that one. I did. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear the last part. I was still talking. So we just... Oh, I said the revolution will be on fire stick. <laughs> this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Before we get shut down. <laughs> nah, I don't think we're going to get shut down for that one, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, so listen, so let me ask y'all, and I don't even know if I really want to get into this, but when you think about the things that people were able to do during the pandemic, right? I think another instance where people showed, uh, you know, across the board, resilience, um, people were able to gain wealth in some cases during the pandemic is the interest rate hike indirect answer to that of, okay, y'all got more money. Cool. We're going to need more money. Like, can we, can we get that back? Oh, I mean, you know, it was a lot of, I won't say free money, but very, very low interest rate money given out. And, you know, we had what, yeah, we had nine, ten percent inflation at this point. Something so, like that, and then and then they 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 voted to raise interest rates a point. What is it? A point zero five or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and they're gonna do it like six more times over the duration of this year just to try to curve the uh, inflationary pressure. There's a lot of money out there, man. You know, we uh, I don't know. We might need to bring a money expert on because I have like opinions about the dollar that I, I don't know if they're like out factual just from like information that I've gathered but you know the dollar ain't really what it's quote-unquote hyped up to be so when you just print money out and putting it out there and everything you know you got to deal with all of those economic uh issues that that fallback 
So I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be a dollar fall in order for the cryptocurrency to come into play. Well, I mean, the government was so against the crypto, and well, who's, buying, trying... who's buying crypto? But now, now you now you're being taxed on it. So, but that's a whole well, they, other thing. Where it's like, why I say you know, you know, we gotta have somebody that knows this kind of stuff because I think it's right. uh, I think it's interesting. Interesting. Definitely is a good, yeah. good conversation. Definitely. All right, well, we're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that one there and see who we can find, ladies and gentlemen. If there is somebody out there that you think should be on this show. Uh, that could come in and represent that financial uh, space. We, we, we've got some people in our wheelhouse, but we really want to get somebody that is even informed on crypto and, you know, the future of where things may go. And, yeah. you know, maybe somebody that could tell us where, where the money grab is in this war uh, that's going on and all of that good stuff. But uh, that's what's interesting. Are we ready for world war three? Hmm. Well, that's I don't think it's going to happen yet. That's a whole nother conversation. I think it's going to, I think some things need to happen first before that, before it goes that way. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, um, if you didn't know the podcast that you were tuned in today, that's where you get exposure to the real manifestation of the successful black male. And when we say successful, we don't mean that we have it all figured out, but we trying to put a plan together and we execute as best as we can. So we invite you to keep tuning in. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, Son, tell them what time it is. Uh, That's it for now, folks. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing.